Good afternoon. This is Jim Colburn of Commodity Research Group. I'm here with Andy LeBeau, also of Commodity Research Group, and we're here with another edition of Energy Markets. To learn more about us, you can check out our website, commodityresearchgroup.com, where we post our podcasts and a blog. We would like to thank our friends at EKT Interactive Oil and Gas Training for hosting this podcast. Check out their newsletters, podcasts, and learning modules at ektinteractive.com. This podcast should be construed as market commentary, merely observing economic, political, and market conditions, and is not intended to refer to or endorse any particular trading system, strategy, or recommendation. We are not responsible for trading decisions taken by anyone, especially those not intended to listen. Information is not guaranteed to be correct. This is not an offer to buy or sell any derivative. Today is May 16th. Andy LeBeau, I usually usually say uh, it's been a month and a lot's been going on in the oil markets, and I really mean it this time. Oh, my goodness. Everything's going on, Jim. We have uh, Iran, uh, Iranian sanctions, uh, Middle East, heightened tensions in the Middle East, contaminated crude coming out of Russia. The EIA, OPEC, and IEA have come out with their monthly uh, supply-demand estimates. Where do you want to start? And and you forgot the um, the China the China U.S. trade spat thrown in there. Oh, I, there's a lot I forgot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Well, first of all, I want to start with uh, just my email address. If you wanna, if you want more, it's alabo at commodityresearchgroup.com. Now let's get to the good stuff. You know, with all you mentioned, Jim, and, and everything that, that's flying around the, uh, the oil markets, I thought it might be good to just start with some numbers like you and I like to. Terrific. Uh, uh, and so our, our listeners can really get a, a better feel for uh, what's happening in the market besides the, uh, besides the headline. And, you know, we, we always like to... Uh, focus on uh, OPEC as they, uh, for all the reports of their demise, they're, they're still 30% of uh, world production and uh, obviously are uh, a, a key factor, OPEC and, uh, and OPEC plus. So I, I thought I'd just start with uh, where their production was, Jim, in, in April. Okay. And where I think it's going to be in uh, May and June. They produced, according to their own report, the OPEC report, which I, I sort of like to use as, as the uh, the official, you know, the official report. Everybody's pretty close to where their numbers are. They use an average of five or six uh, secondary sources along with their own, and uh, they have OPEC producing in April thirty point oh three million barrels a day, and that is down. From just last, uh, from December of uh, 2016, uh, I'm sorry, 2017, of uh, 31.6 million barrels a day, and from December 16, they're they're down two million barrels a day. So they pretty they pretty much have uh, adhered to the, to the cutbacks, uh, the 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 deal that they drew with the uh, OPEC plus producers, which uh, mainly are Russia, Kazakhstan, uh, Mexico, the, the three leading OPEC plus producers. 
one of the main reasons besides the Saudis cutting back significantly, of course, and we've talked about this in past monthlies, have been uh, the, the collapse of Venezuelan production coupled with, uh, of course, the uh, sanctions by the, uh, by the U.S. and uh, also the loss of uh, Iranian crude owing to the sanctions by the, uh, by the U.S. Iranian exports uh, before the sanctions, crude plus condensates, were probably 2.6, 2.7 million barrels a day. Uh, the U.S., of course, ha has now not granted any waivers to buyers of Iranian crude. So w we think that it will probably come out to be about 0 0.5 to 0 0.7 million barrels a day of, uh, of imports. Maybe more, maybe less, depending on, of exports. Maybe more, maybe less depending on the, uh, on the Chinese. And, and of course, that's a big loss. Do, do you have a sense where that is now, right now? Is it well, it, it, it was uh, prior to, with the waivers, it was around 1.3 to 1.5. Okay. So we're about to lose an additional, say, you know, six to 800,000 barrels a day of uh, Iranian crude. Uh, owing to the second, you know, the tightening of the uh, tightening of the sanctions. That's a lot of crude. It is a lot of crude. And now, OPEC plus, which is basically Saudi and Russia plus some of the other ministers, uh, are meeting at are meeting this weekend to discuss what they're going to do. It's pretty clear that they can make up the loss of um, of that five to seven hundred a day. However, and that'll come from Saudi, maybe the Russians, but we'll talk about the Russians having their own problems. The Saudis, you know, can easily increase production. In fact, they're at 9.8 right now, 9.8 million barrels a day relative to what they're supposed to be producing, which is 10.2 um, million barrels a day. Uh, under the 10.331 actually is the, is the baseline. So there's room for Saudi to go up and still adhere to the deal they did with the Russians last year. And I, I, I think they probably will. It's just a question of, you know, how they, how quickly they, you know, they, they increase production and they're not giving any indication that it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be like this month, you know, May, May and June. And, and Ru well, Russia has, its, has issues with contaminated crude coming out of the, uh, out of their pipeline into, into Europe. They too can increase production. Let me just go back. There's a you said there's a meeting this weekend, and that's are, that's are the you, monitoring. That's the monitoring committee. But they're going to talk about Iran. So is it is it possible that the Saudis increase come out and say we're going to increase by five hundred thousand coming out um, of this meeting, or are they going to wait till the June? You know, there may be there may be chat coming out of this this meeting. It's right. possible. You know, it's right. yeah. You never know now. You right. never know. You know, yes. they, have a, they have a whole different way of communicating. Yeah. Um, so, so it is possible that they, they say they're going to increase or they may say, you know, we're, if the market wants crude, we'll give it to them and, right. and, and not say what they're going to, what they're going to produce. All right. So, a couple of, a, yep, go ahead. Sorry. There's a key factor in all this. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Here's the key factor. Saudi can increase up to, let's say, 10.3 and UAE and Iraq and, and Kuwait could throw in a little bit more. But it only is going to get 
back to the 30 or th to say 30 or 30 and a half million barrels a day of OPEC production. Okay, 30 point, I'm, I'm sorry, 30 to 30.2 maybe. Now, that's great, but demand for their crude in the second and third quarter is going to be like 30.6 or 30.7 million barrels a day. Right. So Saudi can replace Iran easily, yes. but it still leaves a global deficit in second and third quarter. Right. So the fundamentals, and that, that's against a backdrop of inventories being only slightly above normal. So it isn't like we're fat and happy on inventory. We're not, you know, we're, we're normal. We're okay, but, you know, we're not brimming in inventory. Right. So, let's uh, yep. Before before we uh, go on, I just want to mention we OPEC has been getting sort of help uh, from Venezuela going down, and and uh, they're they're now I think in that OPEC report they're showing seven hundred sixty eight thousand barrels a day, right? Which, which was actually up a little bit from last month. So, you know, is that that's kind of bottomed out? We're not going to see any more decline from, I mean, there's no, they're, they're pretty much at rock bottom. But. I think, I think seven to 800 is where they're going to be for, for a bit here. Uh, could they go lower? Yeah, they probably, they probably could go lower. And also the, uh, we also always throw in Libya and Nigeria as big question marks, but Libya last month was 1.176 and Nigeria is 1.8. So, I mean, that at least they're, they're not declining as well. What well, for now, I mean, for, you, for now, for now, uh, there's, there's a civil war going on in Libya. So <laughs> right. you know, it's certainly, it's certainly possible that yeah. they go, they go lower. Uh, the Trump reached out to, to, uh, General Hadar, you yeah. know, probably to talk about, you know, don't mess with the oil supplies, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, who knows? I, I think the key thing, Jim, we're we're at a big deficit, right? And the market seems to say, "Ah, oh, well, you know, the the loss of Iranian crude is no big deal because the Saudis will will make it up." Yeah, that's right. But they're not making it up to where there's going to be any kind of surplus, or even right. or even unless unless everything changes, you know, and they blow the deal up. But this, I, I don't see Saudi doing that because right. they're pretty happy with the prices here. Yeah, that, that's that's right, and it, it's. It definitely, uh, when you look at the supply-demand balances coming out of the big, those three monthly reports, they look balanced but tight as you go through the year. Is that, am I reading that correctly? Yeah. Uh, well, fourth quarter looks like it's going to loosen up. So, right. um, you know, but Q2 and Q3 look, look very tight. And, and Q2, you know, now the, now the maintenances are basically ending, you know, the, the, the end of May or into June, all the all the refinery maintenances in in um, the eastern and western hemisphere are going to be basically over. So we're really going to crank runs out now. You know, starting in you know starting now, actually starting now. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be banging runs runs out, and you know we'll probably be drawing a lot of crude coming up. And you know what, Jim? Yes. The market is indicating that on in the eastern hemisphere. Those crudes are going wild. They're going wild. They're yeah. going wild. The physical market is so tight. The Brent market is 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 backward dated. the The front is higher. the The front is higher than the back. Right. Um, and you know, Brent's a dot. The front, like the first month of Brent um, physical, 
is a dollar over the second month. Forties is a dollar is a dollar over. And that's that's up from say a couple months ago. Yeah, when it was flat or under. Right. You know, when Brent was was contango. So, you know, and, and the Asian crudes are, are very tight. And US crudes, you look at LLS, you know, you look at the, the, the port crude, the offshore crudes like LLS and Mars, they're going nuts. You know, they're, they're way backwardated over, you know, they're way over WTI. WTI is probably the only thing that's contango. Yeah. And that's because we have more of a, uh, I don't want to call it a stranded asset, but we're, we're filling up Cushing more. Is that, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cushing stock, global, U.S. stocks, of course, have, have, have increased significantly over the last couple of weeks in um, the mid-con and, and also in pad three as well as yeah, and pad five. But yeah, the, the front is, the front is um, carry is contango where the second month is, is higher than the, uh, is higher than the first month. And that's just waiting for the uh, runs to come, the refinery runs to come back. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, exactly. And then, and also the increased production in the U S right expected, I guess. Yeah. Let's, I just want to mention, you know, the stock, uh, oil markets up today, stock markets up today. The, the correlation is about plus 0.46, which is, uh, you know, if, if you look at oil and, and uh, say diesel and gasoline on the, on the futures markets, it's, it's about 9.90. But this is, a, this is the second highest correlation is the crude with the S&P. And I'm guessing that reflects the uh, global demand issue. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, let's talk about that because that's really – As I lob one in there. Yeah, you, you totally lob one in there yeah. because it, it, this, despite the fact that there were Saudi vessels hit in the Persian Gulf and the, you know, their, the facilities were attacked, the market somehow went down on uh, – on Monday, you know, in, in sympathy with uh, the, gl the global sell-off. And the reality, you know, the reality is that demand has been good. You know, right. it, it, it's been good. It's not, you know, it's, it's not being choked, up, choked off. The, the IEA shaved about 90,000 barrels a day off the year, but it, but it sounds like they were looking at a slower, I, I think, what I quote them and say is slower demand in uh, in Q one is, is short lived. That right is that that's what that ninety thousand yeah. was about. Yeah, I think that is what that ninety thousand. You know, they're still expecting uh, strong petrochemical demand. Distillate demand is is actually been pretty good. Diesel yes. demands are good, and we've got, of course, we've got this IMO twenty twenty staring us in the face late. You know, for uh, later later in the year. So. Yeah. It, it, I, I, it's it's interesting, it, you know, we're talking about the rising tension in the Middle East. There's actually been attacks on the shipping and the pumping right. stations. I know. And volatility is is gone down. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's that tendency of option vol to move with price. So, as price goes down, it vols go up. As price goes up, vols go down. But, you know, during middle tensions that may actually escalate, you would think that it would hold its own or move higher. But Go higher. Yeah, yeah, so uh, it's at twenty, sitting at twenty six four. 
you know, we came into the year in January at 53, got down to around 22. Then as we came, prices came off, we got up to 30 and now we're at 26.4. So, you know, that's kind of shaking, saying, well, it's, it's not going to escalate is what it tells me. But Right, right. And, and I think most analysts and traders and, you know, or don't, don't think that it, it'll escalate. But nevertheless, you know, you saw, you know, there were actual attacks. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. But getting back to on the demand side, so the market sells off broadly, you know, along with uh, on risk off days. Yes. And, you know, the reality is that it, it's unlikely that demand is going to fall more than, you know, like the IA had it down 100,000 for the, for the year. I mean, you know, the most I could see is, is two or 300, maybe, you know, a, a day. I, I think the market continues to, uh, you know, it overreacts. It does. Uh, it, it completely overreacts on the downside, which is, I guess, not un, that unusual, right, Jim, that it will over, overreact the downside. There's a lot of new length in the market. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think I, that's one of the, you know, that, that's one of the reasons. Yeah, we're up at the, you know, in the equity markets, we're at record highs. So you, so even if you didn't have the trade war going on, you might expect a little pullback. But, you know, I always talk about this, oh my God, world that we live in, that things seem to be stretched in both directions a little further. But, um, you know, and like I said, in the option world, we didn't get the, oh my God, world. We got no. the, we got the ho-hum. Which was, you know, really sort of strange I, uh, there's, you know. there's yeah there's so many cross currents going on it's hard to tell so today we're stock market's up oil's up but why is oil up maybe you know they're saying because of the rising uh, middle east tensions so right man maybe yeah and probably some risk on again i i'm not i'm not sure but i think oil you know as i've tried to explain on its own you know the fundamentals. fundamentals look bullish here in the, yeah. in the intermediate term plus you know, we've got global tensions in the, in the Persian Gulf. On top of that, yeah. On top of that, you know, it's not really, it's not really a recipe for, for going, you know, wanting to go short, you know, except, you know, if you want, from a hedging standpoint. And I think we're probably seeing some of that hedging going on in, in 20, you know, in, in 2020 and 2021. So um, let's just say, and I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but let's say the Saudis come out of this meeting this weekend and say, we're going to add another 500,000, market comes off. You're, you're suggesting that even with that, the fundamentals are still tight. This market's not going to fall apart. Um, yeah. Even if they came out and said that, if they said they were going up a million, that's a different story. I think the market really expects that over the next month or two, you know, the Saudis are going to get up to 10.2 or 10.3, you know, which again is within, within their deal. Uh, but, and the Russians, you know, they, they have capacity, but they've, they've got, you know, so, as I mentioned, they, they have some issues with the, with the pipeline, it, it, with exporting crude into, into Europe um, uncontaminated. You know, the crude was contaminated. Right. Which they're fi going to fix, but it's going to take months. Yes. Well, that's yeah. a... To, to borrow an EIA, uh, let's see, it was EIA, I think. Uh, it's, it's a quote saying the, um, the supply response will take months, the Iranian disruption weeks, and, and of course, there's a Russia disruption as well, will, will take months. So it's kind of like you're, all this stuff has, has a time element to it as well. So, um, but again, all this kind of 
feeds into your market's going to get very tight going forward, yeah, short and, term. Right. And the, the physical markets, you know, are indicating that. Right. You know, they are tight. They're already tight. And they could already get tight. tighter. Yeah, they could, yes. get, they could get even tighter. I mean, Brent is really seriously backwardated. And, um, you know, with, with uh, they're, they're heading into maintenances uh, in the, in the offshore, you know, the crude maintenances. Right. Um, but nevertheless, you know, runs are about to, you know, runs are really about to spike. Now the um, EIA also up their U.S. production for t next year by 300,000 barrels a day. Right. So that's, that's no help. Yeah. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's next year. It's 2020. Although they have, you know, for 2019, they, they have uh, crude up like one, one five and then another 600 from uh, NGLs. So they're, so they've got like over 2 million barrels a day increase for, for this year. And a lot is going to be in, in second half. Suppo supposedly the, the IEA, I don't think is quite that, quite that big of an increase for us uh, crude, you know, us liquids, but they're up about 1.7, 1.8. And, and that's where I was saying in the fourth quarter, things look like they could loosen up some possibly, you know, possibly if these numbers come, if this comes, you know, we're at 12, one right now, I think on us production. And they're, they're saying it's going to get in fourth quarter, it's going to average 13. So we're looking at a 900,000 barrels a, a day increase, Jim, right, right. You're like, you know, We'll see if they come, you know, if, if that's what's happening. The rig, the rig counts don't indicate it'll be that big of an increase, but, you know. Is, you, that, is that increasing takeaway capacity too, right? And this increasing takeaway capacity, which, which should, it should help. You know, well, exports will be higher and, and the, um, you know, Midland, which right now, I think Midland's trading $3 under WTI. And which would be WTI, WTI in Houston is eight dollars, so it's eleven dollar differential, mm. and that'll narrow in. Nice if you have uh, space. If you have access, you're yeah. You're a brilliant trader. You're a brilliant. You're a brilliant trader. Well, as we've said many times, right? Some guys' whole years are made because they had storage right in a, in a tango market right yes right yes backward data market it doesn't really help you that much um i just want to go back to uh the opec report in 2019 showed a call on opec oil 30.6 for the year which is down a million from last year and they're you know obviously they're, they have the u.s up but they also have that brazilian number we've talked about this before of up three hundred thousand. right which, which we have the uh i don't know about the inquiry light on but we're you know that's do you think that's possible number that is that gonna happen well Brazil? you know what if you look at their infrastructure and the new fpso facilities that, that they're opening um in the pre you know pre-salt it it should, you know, it could, it, it really could, but yes. Jim, <laughs> yeah, we've seen, yeah. We've, yeah. seen, we've seen that not coming, you know, so, and that's a big number, you know, that's a, a that's a big number. They really, ha if they don't come through, that's, that's another, obviously that's a pretty bullish factor. 
Um, and all these calls are based on the U.S. U.S. coming through. You know, when we talk about the, you know, what's the demand for OPEC crude, you know, it, it accounts, it's also accounting for what we're, we're producing. Right. Because right. we'll, we'll, we're displaced, that million barrels a day is U.S. displacing OPEC. Yes. Yes. Okay, let's, let's move on to uh, gasoline. Can you just quickly give us the, uh, what's been going on there with the uh, supply demand, stock level stuff, and then we'll look yeah, at Yeah, gasoline. What an interesting story. I think a, a few months ago, you know, at the beginning of the year, gasoline just looked horrendous. And it looked like, you know, there, were, there was no hope for, for uh, gasoline. Inventories were really bloated. Demand was lackluster at best. Oh, this is U.S. Uh, U.S. Right. Uh, and in the last few months, gasoline inventories have drawn really have drawn sharply, uh, much more than uh, much more than seasonal, because uh, refiners have been unable really to get to you know they've they've taken longer turnarounds, probably in preparation, partly in preparation for this IMO to 2020. And they've, they've been issues, you know, things have gone where they've been flooding, you know, mid flooding in the Midwest, uh, you know, storms in, in tech. I mean, they've been issues and, and operational issues. So we haven't really made as much gasoline as, as we had thought we were going to make. And as a result, stocks have drawn. Right. And right now, gasoline, which was, we look at day's supply, which is a, a good handy indicator mm-hmm. for you know how well uh, get you know how well any product is in inventory where that where they're at and gasoline right now is 24 days supply which is inventories divided by demand the four-year average is 25 days supply so we're we're into the season on the on the real low end for uh, gasoline now that's going to change because we are eventually going to get our runs up and you know, gasoline is probably going to flatten out and maybe start building a little bit co- coming up. But we're, we're still a little, you know, we're, we're still below where we should be on uh, crude runs and, and on gasoline production. The other thing is apparent disappearance is not, is not bad. You know, it's right. not great. I mean, it's, it's improved from right. earlier in the year. But so gasoline is, is, I think been you know the cracks have have really done well. Cracks being gasoline prices versus crude prices, they've rallied nicely over the last few months with this gasoline draw. So gasoline, U.S. gasoline went from looking you know absolutely awful to you know uh, looking good as a leadership. You know, buying leadership. What does the what does the uh, price curve tell you? Is it expected to continue for a while, or what's like the front of gas? Well, that's always hard. That that's, that's always tough because of the change in, uh, you know, oh, the, change, the change in specs. Yeah. So, um, it, typically, the gasoline curve doesn't doesn't tell you a whole lot, yeah. right? Because we got yeah. March, April, you know. And right, right, right. Setback. So it, it does, just flip yeah, the specs flip. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the specs flip. Um. So, but you're saying that runs coming back will probably. Yeah, it's going to flatten. It'll it'll flatten. Loose, gas. Loose it, 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 it's going to flatten gasoline out. Exports have been pretty good too, but I, I think it'll 
I think it'll flatten out, and we'll see. You know, I don't, I don't think pump prices are high enough really to make that the, that big of a difference yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they were to go much higher, then you know, maybe they'll maybe there'll be some uh, demand effect. Uh, there's a lot more people at work in the U.S. than there were. Yeah, last year. and this will, that, that's a great point, Jim. So maybe uh, you know, may, maybe that's helping the uh, the gasoline demand. So, um, yeah, what's going on in the in the uh, options world, Jim? Well, um, funny you mentioned that. The uh, I, I want to say not a heck of a lot, but it's um, you know we we're tracking the uh, monthly the average daily volumes by month in March dipped to under a hundred thousand per, per uh, day. And April came back to 133,000 a day. And it looks like uh, May might be running around that number, maybe a little bit higher, but it's, um, it's a, it's a pretty balanced market. I mean, it, there was some uh, uh, June uh, 60 put a flurry of June 60 and 55 put puts were bought, you know, good, you know, over 10,000 contracts. Um, but other than that, it's hard to find, uh, and those go off tomorrow, but it's hard to find, a, you know, big trades going, going by. It's, it's spread out. Uh, the, the most open interest is, uh, is the D60, the G, D60 call, the uh, D50, 55 puts, the June 55 put and the June 60 put I mentioned, all with about 30,000 open interest. And, you know, so it's, those those aren't big, you know. They're good numbers, not not huge numbers. Uh, volatility I mentioned is um, twenty six and a half, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of to me, it's kind of on the low side. But um, if you're looking at a market that's balanced, um, you know that that makes sense. But if you're looking at a, you know, uh, uh, an uptick in um, the Persian Gulf tensions, it's, that's that could be quite low. So, uh, and my bias is always I I don't like. I don't like selling options. Um, what your chat today suggests is a, a uh, you know, a put selling type of uh, uh, strategy. I, th- I think, you know, a sideways to higher moving market. Is that, is that what you're looking at? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. You know, I'm trying to think what would, you know, what would change that? Right. I guess it would be, yeah, Saudis increasing by a million a day would certainly change that or releasing, yeah. maybe releasing the reserve, you know, reserves, but you know, there's really no, no need for that yet. doesn't yeah. mean anything with this administration, but. Right. And, they, and they're going to, you know, you had the sense after what happened last year where, where they, uh, you know, expected Iranian uh, sanctions and they, and, the, and they got waivers instead that they're going to wait and see. I mean, I, that's what I would expect, but. I've been wrong a few times over the years, so who, we'll, we'll see. Nah. How, we'll see how that plays <laughs> out. Um, so, getting back to what about distillates, Andy? Um, you got this, uh, you know, 2020 IMO fuel standards coming up, and um, uh, how we, how you know, what's what's what are we seeing? Are we, we what are you looking at? Well, distillates uh, have kind of distillates were running. On again, look at those days supply um, quite a bit. You know, earlier in the year, distillate inventories were were really late last year and early this year. Distillate inventories were were really pretty tight. Uh, we were running as much as five days behind the four year average. 
And now we are basically only one day behind the, the four-year average, and we're ahead of last year's numbers. Last year, Disla was, was tight all the year. You know, uh, there's a lot going on with the uh, IMO 2020 refiners, refiners, blenders, shippers, all have to, you know, figure out what, what they're going to make um, and how they're going to make it. Uh, and we'll see whether or not distillate inventories, you know, there's some talk that uh, refiners want, want to start building uh, middle distillate inventories in, in um, uh, anticipation of, of the change in, in spec, which is to, which is away from uh, a high sulfur fuel oil to uh, a low sulfur, a lower sulfur uh, gas oil, 0.5 percent. So it's it's really a new spec, and it's going to mean demand for uh, middle distillates is is going to increase. Uh, there are all kinds of numbers flying around by by how much it is. It'll probably be less than what people think because it it you know the the markets are preparing for it. It's been since they've known about it for 2016 and now they're preparing. So we'll see if, uh, you know, if middle distillate stocks increase, we'll look at the, you know, we'll look at the yields, whether, whether or not these, um, you know, the, the yields increase, they're beginning to the expense of gasoline, which, which could be, could be supportive for gasoline later on. So, so the, um, you know, the middle distillate market is, is going to be, very interesting coming coming up uh, over the next uh, over the next few months. Yeah, it's um, you know I did this um, guest lecture a few years ago, and I was talking about optionality that naturally occurs in in the business of um, you know oil, and uh, I was talking about the airlines if they have a flight where they short flights hops where they go from one city to the next, and um, you know faced with three different uh, jet fuel markets. And I was, I was thinking more of like Europe and uh, they have the ability to top off their tanks. You know, there's a, there's a little sort of uh, tolerance there that they can play that option. And after the, uh, after the class, this guy came up to me and he said he was on a cruise and they pulled into this, you know, port. There was nothing going on there. And he asked, you know, why are we stopping here? And the guy said, it was the cheapest fuel around. So I'm wondering if that if that option goes away with these new uh, standards, but um, you know, we'll we'll, we'll find we'll, out. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. The, the, yeah, we'll see. the The shipping industry has uh, installed scrubbers. Right. Um, right. You know, they spent millions and millions on that, and I think it's really going to be you know blending it, blending it, and making sure they're at the ports where they need to be. Right, uh, you know that that this fuel is at the right fuel is at the at the ports. Yes. Um, so you know it, it's a, it's a massive undertaking. It's a massive by undertaking the, by, yes. by the industry because yes. you're looking. Yeah, it's four million barrels a day of, of demand that is affected. So it's a you know it's big numbers. So um, Andy, uh, I think uh, we kind of covered. A lot of stuff here. Did, did what did we miss? Do you want to say anything else that we? No, want to I think I think we. Good? I think we, Yeah, I think I think we covered a lot. You know, the, the still, obviously, the, there's a lot. There's a, the, the second half of the year is going to be a doozy. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think we've been pretty constructive towards this market. Yes. Consistently, and um, you know, it's with, you know, with with drones flying and ships being attacked you know chip 
what would this have been like well oh, I, years I, ago you would be going crazy i remember the first intifada andy where where uh oil markets vols blew up uh that people got really nervous and then all of a sudden people realized there was no oil in israel and uh but the markets reacted to it the markets and, reacted yeah and, and now we have some actual attacks going on and you know the markets reacting but it's um it seems muted. very, very sub, yeah, muted, subdued, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, commodityresearch.com. Commodityresearchgroup.com. Thank you, Andy. That's us, and we hope to hear from you, and um, we'll see you next month. All right. Thanks, Jim. <laughs>